This episode of One for Paul was brought to you by our patrons. If you'd like to support the show, then go to patreon.com slash oneforpaul. Hello and welcome to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture by my friends, co-humans, and nemeses. Joining me today is my co-human... Oh, I'm, I'm Eleanor Walsh. Hello. I thought you were going to be, here's my nemesis, Eleanor Walsh. We hate each oh, other. Oh, I, I already have several nemeses. I didn't think oh, I fuck. had that many. I It started as a joke on the show <laughs> where I was like, and my nemeses will also join me. And now everybody on the show is like, but I want to be your nemesis. And I'm like, no, oh. why? Do you not? Why can't I just have friends? I have so many so many friends who I thought were nemeses and so many nemeses I thought were co-humans. It's all mixed oh, up. Oh, dear God. But today, we are covering a film that you were quite surprised I hadn't seen. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. Um, so today we're going to be looking at the Disney classic, uh, Frozen. That's right. Well, was... That's right. Welcome to Frogert, the story of an ice cream van owner trying no, to find Paul. a way to no. keep his business running no, no. while a health no. food fad sweeps his town. No, no. So what Paul, if no. what if but yogurt? Jeez, no, it's not frozen, <laughs> Paul. Pay attention. Keep up, Christ. Yeah, so I take frozen very seriously. <laughs> It's a running gag. Don't take it personally. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody's attacking I'm your face. I'm upset, Paul. I'm upset already. So uh, I like to cover a little bit of what did I know about the movie before watching it. And in my notes here, I was like, you know, I'd heard, uh, I'd never seen it. I heard the song, though. You know, that one song. That one song from Frogat the Musical. Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very song song, and uh, I'd heard it maybe hundreds of times since the movie's release. And uh, the Eurovision classic. I actually, I, mm, that's yeah. I guess that's a good note for that in a way. Uh, I'd also sort of heard discussions about the ending on the internet in a sort of semi-spoilery way, but otherwise, right. I guess I knew it was loosely based on the Snow Queen by mm -hmm. Hans Christian Andersen, which actually I don't think I've read. Have you read it? Uh, no, I can't read, Paul. I wish I could. Oh. Well, you could probably read that one. It's... Yeah, they are just horrifying, though. They are horrifying stories, aren't they? Are they? Well, the, well, yeah, it's a fucking hell, man. They're dark and, and, and horrifying and definitely not for children. Hans Christian Andersen ones? Like, didn't he write yeah. the thing, What With The Mermaid? Yeah, 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 well, her her, she has bloody stumps and she can't walk on her bloodied feet and the prince makes her dance while her feet bleed. And I'm like, girl, please. Whoa, wait, what? But th that was sort of the original uh, Little Mermaid story where she doesn't she doesn't get, like, lovely legs and she isn't just able to walk properly. She's, like, Bambi and it kills her and her feet are, like, bleed. Her feet's good. Her feet are bleeding and it's uh, actually rather horrifying. I... Okay, so I'm sure I blocked that out of my memories or read a very different version <laughs> as There a kid. are many, many versions that I'm sure have been polished up and made nicer. But uh, no, that is the original, I do believe. I might be lying to you. I don't know a lot of things about anything. So that this sounds, could all just be lies. That sounds positively Andronicus-y. So we're, <laughs> we're going to start with our scene to scene and see where we end up. Uh, we open on yeah. some... Lovely music and snowflakes after the obligatory Disney branding. 
And Absolutely. The, and the music here kind of reminds me of Sami Yoiking or of like uh, old school choral music, like church choral music, which is quite lovely. Yeah, it's giving me sort of like a little Nordic, Nordic, lovely little, um, I don't know. I'm just assuming it's 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 some sort of like some loosely sort of Nordic based town. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm not going to lie. It's 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 good music. It's an interesting way to open a. A Disney movie, I think. I super dig it, because also Samis are uh, sort of a First Nation in um, in Scandinavia. And oh, wonderful. It's kind of, it's nice to see more representation of uh, smaller ethnic groups around the world. Which Absolutely, is... but you will not find anyone who isn't white in this story. Uh, I hate to... <laughs> Uh, so obviously a big spoiler going forward, but there is no one who is not white in this story. Uh, I mean, um, the Sami are white people. They live up in the Arctic. So, like, yeah, their uh, their skin is pale and generally speaking, at least. So, Oh, sorry. I meant I meant more representation of any and minor ethnic groups. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, groups. I mean, I guess am I upset by that in a story that's based in a Scandinavian inspired setting in a time prior to I, I don't know that I'm. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, representation is uh, is important. I think uh, we had some more representation in Frozen Two, which is progress. But oh, they know. made it. They made a second one. Yeah, they did. I guess why wouldn't they? The first one printed money. Absolutely, children. Ch- children are absolutely feral about Frozen. Um, I used to work as a children's party entertainer. Um, and you just put on, let it go and just watch them lose their tiny minds. That's amazing. Yeah. I just remember seeing every, every little girl in the world in an Elsa dress. God, yeah. So magical powers. I used to dress up. Yeah. They used to have me either dress up as Elsa or Anna and I'd go into parties and be like, Oh, it's me. I'm, I'm princess Anna. And they'd look at me and they'd be like, no, you're not. And I'd be like, yes, I fucking am. For the next two hours. I am pretending. Would you please, would you like to play pretend with me? Right? Please, just, yes, and me, children, for God's sake. <laughs> Fuck. They need to take some more improv classes. The worst scene partners. The worst. Absolutely. <laughs> so selfish. Jesus. So fade into some strapping Scandi men uh, harvesting ice in the mountains to sell in town. And also a yeah. young boy who I guess they've brought out to teach him how to, how to harvest the ice. Sweet little boy and little um, Sven the reindeer, very sweet puppy-looking reindeer. Oh, puppy! Adorable puppy acting too as the yes. He doesn't move like a reindeer; he moves like a dog. Like a do- and they know exactly what they're doing when they do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> very sweet. Um, yeah, so I'm guessing that Arendelle's main export is ice. Uh, well, I don't know about their export, but this is definitely a thing that was done prior to refrigeration. Like you, right. to make things cold, you needed ice. And if you if you live in Norway, you would get go send some guys out to grab some ice and bring it down to you in the valley where it's summer, right? Absolutely. Um, and they're sort of singing in this like weird Irish Cornish accent, and I'm not mad at it. I'm loving a little bit of a. Sort of pan-Celtic know, for, in a way. Yeah, for, foreshadowing in a lovely little folk song. It reminds me a lot about, like, sea shanties, right? Yes. And I love sea shanties. So, yeah, I guess exactly Cornish, Irish, uh, pan-Celtic, whatever it is. But it's a super good song. Like, it's a quite... It, it, the, the harmonies are complex, which I wasn't expecting in a kid's movie. 
Oh, listen, like this, this music is banging. We have two Broadway composers working on it as well as I'm sure as a, a whole load of um, other team, like Disney team people. So it was, a uh, the music is very good. Mm. Even just in this first couple of scenes, we've got two initially excellent songs, which I, I really set yeah. the tone for me. Like, oh man, we're in Scandinavia. Let's go. Yeah. So in a lovely transition up to the Aurora and back down this time to the kingdom of Arendelle. Inside the castle, a very young Anna tries to wake up her sister so they can play. So the uh, she's got a great little, the sky's awake, so I'm awake, so we have oh, to play. So Obviously, cute! She's so great. I love it. Oh my goodness. It's just the Disney children with their massive eyes. They're so shiny and cute. It is I know very they're not real. Anime. Oh, it's adorable. It is so anime. They got eyes that are three quarters the size of their heads. Exactly. <laughs> they got like gray alien proportions. Yeah, yeah. But it, I just, I'm here for it. I just, my heart is like, oh, they're so beautiful children. Hey, uh, Eleanor, you wanna? Yep. You wanna build a snowman? Uh, you want to build a snowman? I'm just obsessed with the way she says that as well. <laughs> we just very, let the kid do what I want. It's very good. Do you want to build a snowman? It's <laughs> very cute. It's so good. I mean, I feel like normally I'm not in for child actors, but whoever yeah. they got in to do this child, Anna, is is very good. Very good. Yeah. So they proceed to build a snowman in the ballroom because uh turns out Elsa has ice powers and if you're 7 years old what do you do with ice powers other than build ramps and like Absolutely. build snowmen skate off them See um, they've got the right idea like forget yeah. taking over the world forget plunging the world into eternal night no you just want to this is Use way better to do some gnarly tricks you know what i mean um do a flip th- these powers are never um, never explained as to why she was born with them or anything. Um, she just has powers. No, she just has them. It does explain it in the in uh, Frozen Two, um, but it, they they did not bother explaining why. They know that children don't care. They're just in it for some in it for some cool magic oh, and some lovely little animation there. Children will watch Thomas the Tank Engine and fully be in for like, yeah, trains have faces. That's fine. That is how it should be. <laughs> yes. Thomas the Tank Engine, another terrifying children's animation. But thing. only in retrospect, because again, kids will just be like, yeah. okay, this train has a face. I can accept oh that. Oh my God. Yeah, Paul, when I was when I was a child, when I was like three or something, my favorite thing to watch was, um, uh, it has been recorded off the TV or something. It was a program called Parsley the Lion. Um, and the sound was completely gone, and it was on like an old videotape. Uh, sound was completely gone, and it was just uh, like a claymation of of a of a little lion with a parsley mane. It was adorable. I've never heard of this, and I kind of need to see it now. Nobody has, and I've never heard it with sound. But like three old <laughs> me was like enamored. We'll have, like, to, track have that to know down. more about parsley, the fucking lion. That sounds. I know. So their playing, though, gets a little out of hand, and Elsa accidentally zaps Anna in the face with a frost bolt. Uh, knock- Absolutely. Where are your parents? Knock- Why are you up? Knocking her out cold. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry about it. Um, and she gets a lovely little blonde streak in her hair. Yep. Um, 
where are her parents Elsa has bleaching powers. Well, the answer to where are her parents is they come immediately to the rescue. They were like in the other room in this big old castle. Yeah. And fortunately, Dad here knows exactly what to do. So he grabs this uh, book and map about trolls, I guess, off of his uh, off of his shelf. And uh, he, they go riding out to find the helpers. They pass by the boy uh, from the ice harvest earlier, who I guess is surprised that these horses are freezing the ground as they travel. So he decides to tail the supernatural, terrifying, summer-defeating frost beast. Yeah, absolutely. It follows them to the little uh, clearing where they have like little troll friends, apparently, little rock trolls yep. who are magic and just know. Yep. Turns out that a frostbolt to the face is okay, as long as it's not a frostbolt to the heart, because that's uh, that's a different story altogether. Yeah. Um, also, I think it's um, it's worth noting at this point that Kristoff uh, is adopted by a little troll woman, um, just in the clearing. She sees him, and she just adopts him, and yeah. there's no more questions asked. You belong that's to me it. now. What do you mean yes, that, hello. that whole tribe of cool people who you were hanging out with before? Those aren't your family anymore. No, I'm your mother now. Listen, I'm the reindeer. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, both you and the reindeer are now my son. <laughs> okay, rock lady. You're very scary and small. Yeah. So the fortunately, the troll is able to heal Anna by wiping her memory and informing Elsa that her powers are super awesome, but also super dangerous. And fear will be her greatest enemy. So, like, Dad just, uh, he he's like, okay, yeah, cool, just wipe my daughter's memory, that's fine. Yeah, yes, just, 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 but, but he keeps the fun. That's the thing, he goes, I'll, re- I'll erase the memory, but I'll keep the fun. So, so he just replaces everything with, like, a little outdoor setting, just changes the memory a little bit. So, th- yeah, that's horrifying that he can do that. <laughs> that's a horrifying power that anybody, like, you could do some shit with that. Little little rock sorcerer. Um, but, you know, he's a good little troll. He's yep. a nice man. So, Dad decides, okay, well, we can teach her to control her powers. Uh, they'll need to keep the powers hidden from everyone by essentially putting her under house arrest forever and then deliberately making sure she never has a relationship with her sister. Absolutely top-notch parenting. Does that, um, does that necessarily follow? This is the part where I was like, uh, is that really the only option? Hang on. <laughs> He's like, I know what I'll do. I'll keep my child away from any human in- interaction. She'll be incredibly awkward. Uh, she'll always wear gloves. You, you know um, what? I'm going to take this person with unfathomable power and like deliberately turn them into a sociopath. <laughs> oh, and just make her terrified of herself. Can't be afraid just of- listen. Can't be afraid of anything if she lives a completely isolated life and never sees anything. Big brain. Yeah, exactly. Big brain. It just gets absolutely time enough just to sit by herself and uh, convince herself what a fucking monster she is. That sounds like absolutely fine for a growing brain. Definitely. That's the healthiest way to... So in a pretty heartbreaking song and sequence, Anna tries desperately to connect to her sister and naturally doesn't understand why she's suddenly being ghosted, because of course she doesn't. She had that part exactly. of her brain wiped. she's a child. However, I will <clears throat> say, this is this is a really um, lovely, helpful uh, 
I just think it's such a fantastic song. It, it moves is. along the narrative, which is something we don't see a lot in Disney songs. We mm. usually just get people singing about emotions. But, you know, you get to see how that um, relationship develops over time and how stressed it is. And, of course, the parents die because that's a classic Disney trope. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's 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 horrifyingly sad at the end. But it, it's... I think the, the main thing that I am... Uh, my main bone to pick with this song is that it... Um, there's a little bit in in the song where Anna has a little sing to herself um, and she's talking about how watching the hours tick by on the clock and she does that like... Oh, yeah. ...sound, which I absolutely hate. So it's just given oh, children everywhere permission to make that fucking noise. And it is so annoying. <laughs> I love uh, that that's so your main fucking objection. annoying. Oh, yes! No. Uh, stop making that fucking sound with your mouth. It's not revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I should explain for anybody listening. Um, I work a lot with children, um, and I do love them, and I'm not horrible, but I just, I just think that that sound is fucking awful. It's awful. It's so annoying. Um, I, but yeah, that's oh my yeah, main look, I, especially the way kids will do it, which is yeah. the second they know that it gets to you, they will do it twice as much. Oh my god, yeah, and it's just all the time, it's constant. You're like, yep. why the shit are you doing that? And you know I can't tell you to shut up either because you're not my child. Oh god, it just fucks me off so badly. We also get uh, introduced to what I've called Elsa's litany. Uh, conceal it, don't feel it, don't let it show. As like, uh, as I'm going to call this a misguided attempt at self-control. Yeah, Cause, that's just... Cause self-control is parenting. fine, but like, don't but the the idea that your your path to self control is by eliminating all emotion i that's not going to work <laughs> yeah that's just the worst advice therapists everywhere are like twitching like no no talk about your feelings talk about them work them out just yep. don't suppress them and they will find a way of coming out of you in a very aggressive explosive way yep so Elsa's isolation is definitely tough on Anna, who started taking talking to the pictures on the wall. Hang in there, Joan. Another great one. And yeah. at some point while growing up, Anna just sort of stops asking Elsa to do stuff together. The song is a montage that brings us through sort of their childhood into young adulthood, I guess. And uh, yeah, wait, good and loving parents are doing their best to raise their kids through difficult circumstances in a Disney movie. Oh, crap, they're doomed. Oh, lovely. They're doomed, um, aren't so they? So it's a, sh- a shipwreck? Yeah, that's the one. Their, their uh, ship is but... uh, just sank at sea. Lovely. And Elsa doesn't go to their funeral because, oh, man, like, if your thing is uh, triggered by sadness and fear, a funeral is not a place where you need to no. be freezing everyone solid. No, absolutely not. But in that um, scene, I sort of, I got that first sense of, I understand both Elsa and Anna's characters and their feelings here, because Anna must be feeling like, my sister didn't even come to my parents' fucking funeral. Yeah. But I'm still going to make an effort. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to go to her room and say hi and make sure she's okay. And of course, on Elsa's thing, like, I will make things so much worse if I go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I've been taught my whole life by my parents specifically mm-hmm. that I am uh, a danger to myself and others. And if I um, if I, you know, if I lose any sense of, of um, control, I'm gonna hurt someone or myself. 
really badly. And of course, Anna just does not, she's not equipped to understand what Elsa's no. deal is. She she fundamentally cannot understand. It's not on her. So Because her parents lie to her. Yep. They lie a lot. Three. It's almost like lying to your children is bad. I don't know. Yeah, frequently. But sometimes it's a good way to just get them off your back. And I understand oh, why gosh. stressed out yeah. parents will do that. Especially when you're at the end of a long Y string. Yeah. At some point, you just go, because I said so. And they go, oh, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. I've I've taken to, because I, I do some nannying here and there. I really hope the people I nanny for don't listen to this. I had, I, I just got serious with it because I was nannying for this family that had like a 10-year-old girl mm-hmm. who was lovely and awesome and this little shit of a, <laughs> of a son. Oh, no. Who was like 12. He was such an ass. I was like, you're going to grow up to be such a tit. Um, but he was just really just throwing it at me and I just I I sat him down and I was like I'm going to be honest with you you can do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're in bed by 11 o'clock and you don't tell your mum and he was like oh really and I was like yeah and he goes yeah they all say that the babysitters and I was like bollocks I thought that was going to work but you know what the mum came home the next day I was like he's going to tell on me the little rat Um, the mum came home and she went yeah, he he really likes you. Yeah, he usually hates babysitters. And I was like, fuck, it worked. <laughs> yeah. I've beaten the system. Just tell them. Uh, yeah, kids are challenging in a lot of ways. Yeah. Goodness. Three years later. Three years later. It's coronation day, and the whole kingdom is. is gearing up to a big celebration, especially this little boy who's like, why do I have to wear the coat? I hate the coat, mom. And isn't that just relatable for all the parents out there? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas trying to get their child into a nice jacket that is too warm and will it's too itchy. Yeah. They're like, just put just wear the fucking jacket. Oh yeah. It's pretty I this is something Disney movies do very well. They put stuff mm. in for the parents who are watching with their kids. Yes. Though there's a there's a there's a lot of these in there, I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to my overall impressions, but I think the whole movie to me is actually not it is a kids movie in a way, or rather mm. it's it's a, just a movie a that appeals movie. to kids. It is a family yeah. family movie. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. So got- we've also got Ice Boy here and his reindeer, what from before in the troll times, and uh, also yeah. some dignitary who openly expresses a desire to learn Arendelle's secrets and exploit their riches. I've, uh, I've nicknamed him Creepy Mr. Monopoly. Um, oh, I've, I've named him uh, Weasel Man. Weasel man. Yeah, um, we learn later uh, he's from Weaselton. Or I mean, Wesselton. That's the way he pronounces it, but it's Weaseltown. And he's Weaseltown. Weasel man. Yeehaw. The mayor of Weaselton. So, uh, yeah, he definitely did say that out loud, but no one was around to hear it except for his two, uh, you know, dialogueless cronies. Yeah. And also some other men excitedly chattering about how beautiful the princesses must be, uh, whereupon we cut to anna anna i mean uh just waking up with some very impressive bedhead absolutely the most accurate depiction of a woman waking up in any movie ever maybe i think yeah i i um i watched a really hot and really awful movie called bad mums oh yeah um a couple of weeks don't ask me why it was a rough period listen um (laughs) 
And uh, Mila Kunis is uh, supposed to be this mum who totally hasn't got her shit together and she wakes up hungover and with perfect pristine hair and makeup. And I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> and the kids were like, mum, you look like a mess. And I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. If I woke up looking like Mila Kunis, I would be thrilled. This, this is very relatable content, seeing Anna woken up with her head looking like she's just shoved it in a bush backwards <laughs> it looks wonderful no but for real i think there's there's definitely a point at which animation has this freedom in a way that putting an actual actor looking uh i don't want to say ugly but looking disheveled in a sort of unprepared mm. sort of way you want to bet there's an agent somewhere going like ah, yes miss kunis will not be appearing in this particular fashion Sorry, she has an image, so what you're going to do... It's, it's but if it's, yeah. like, a made-up cartoon character, then who cares, right? Oh, absolutely. So I, I, this is, I think, one of the reasons I like animation. It feels freer. It feels less... Le mm. Weirdly less produced, though, of course, every frame is dictated. But uh, you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think they, they really haven't shied away, especially in this one, of, of making Anna sort of a very goofy, awkward character... Um, while still having her be very charming and Disney princessy, it's just a little bit more grounded, I reckon. Well, she's not like a Snow White sort of, you know, floating an inch off of the air. Animals love her sort of, uh, you know, artist's rendition of a woman sort of person, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, they have a little song about how awesome it'll be to have a party, Anna does, I mean, and she's, like, never had a party before because, of course, she hasn't. The castle's been closed for most of her life, right? Yeah. So she's got... She's never seen outside. Right? So she's looking forward to uh, not just the party itself, but to what it represents for her future. So lines like, yeah. I don't know if I'm elated or gassy, but I'm somewhere in that zone because for the first time in forever, I won't be alone. Oh, it's very good, it's, isn't it? <laughs> it's just very good. I love how sort of, uh, I'm going to say earthy. I think we're agreed on this. It's the sort of, this feels like a real person. Like a, yes. Like a teenage or a young adult woman who is yeah, sort of like, I'm, yeah. Mul like Multifaceted. The 17 year old is going to wake up groggy. Of course they are. Uh -huh. You woke them up before 11 a.m. Don't wake up the teenager before 11 a.m. That's a bad idea. Absolutely. Unless you want to, you want to get your head bitten off, don't do it. Yeah. Um, also, I have to say, like, this this song has a real self-awareness, I think, about um, about being expected to find true love immediately and oh, yeah. marry them immediately. Um, My note on this is she starts daydreaming about how cool it would be to hook up with a random dude at the party. Yeah, same. Because that's that's sort of <laughs> what it, like, take away the sort of Disneyfication, and she's like, that would be so rad. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in a lovely bit of character exposition, she poses in front of her paintings, which depict things like dancing and music. And I guess her idea of what love or even any human relationship is has been primarily informed by paintings and maybe books, right? Yeah, it sounds like it. I, I love that so much because, of course, our expectations of uh, of how life works in general is informed by the media we consume, right? And the media she consumes oh, is paintings. Mm. Cut to Elsa, who is singing a very different song. 
don't let them in don't let them see be the good girl you always have to be conceal don't feel put on a show make one wrong move and everyone will know and it's such a good decision to make this a duet absolutely and i I, I, something else i'd sort of love sorry i'm just gushing please 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 such a good film. Um, Gosh, away. Is how different Idina Menzel sounds to to every other Disney princess that's ever been. You know what I mean? Her voice is so... Just the quality of it is very, very different. Mm, how do you mean? Um, uh, because you usually get, like, um, very sweet sounding. It's it's very... Um, if we're going to talk technically about singing, it's in a, like, a lovely sort of mixy mezzo-soprano, soprano mm, place. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've got sort of... Idina Menzel has this like really gravelly lower range that's sort of really textured and interesting mm. rather than it just sounding like a little Tweety Bird. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, she's... Um, her conversational tone is quite... I guess low pitched in a woman's range, which frankly I find quite attractive in any yeah, woman's are voice. Are you kidding? Elsa is Elsa is a hot mama. Oh yeah, like uh, the the voice alone, like the spoken voice, is quite. Mm. I'm saying I agree with you. I don't think I have anything to add. <laughs> I, think, I think we're just agreed here. I tried to add Elsa's something, hot. and I'm like, no, yeah, you, we said both agree. you said it better. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But Anna's uh, It's Only For Today, this is a reprieve in the song, Uh, her It's Only For Today is about having a chance at love and about reveling in the excitement of a crowd and new experiences, and she wants this to mark the beginning of a new era of openness, but Elsa's It's Only For Today is about enduring the limits of her own restraint, and she'll be glad to go back to her isolation when it's over. Absolutely. So... That's sort of brilliant, and this is one of the first times in this where I was like, okay, this is an opera, right? Yeah. This isn't a musical, this is an opera. It is operatic in scale and scope and in feeling, and I love it. It's so cool. It's high stakes emotionally, mm. uh, plot-wise, it's there's drama. Yeah, uh, and also I'm a sucker for uh, for vocal counterpoint. So, I mean, just generally, I, this song is all, I'm there for it. Yeah, it's very good. I know I keep saying that, but it is. It's very good. It is very good. So Anna uh, triumphantly frolics through town, and as the song ends, a horse bumps into her, and she falls into a boat. Have you ever been hit by a horse? Uh, No, but I've been hit by a boat. Oh, God. (laughs) So much worse. Yeah, uh, it wasn't great. Uh, Fortunately, this horse is ridden by a super hot, gorgeous man dude uh, who she proceeds to clumsily flirt with, as they do in Disney romantic accidental, not so accidental fumble about in the boat as an excuse to be physically close. Wow, that was a long word sentence. (laughs) Breathe. Breathe, (sighs) you're fine. But yeah, showing the audience that these two young, attractive people are definitely, definitely in love. Yeah, wow, it's instant. The connection is palpable. Oh yeah, and it's not based on like you're hot. You wanna you wanna hook up later? Yeah, no, it's completely pure. There's not there's nothing like that. It's Disney. Come on. Yeah, there's no undertone at all. So as Anna no. realizes she can't revel in the moment any longer, she has to run back to the coronation where there's a choir singing an absolutely gorgeous choral song in what I think more lovely choral music. Yeah, and... uh, seriously, choral music is gorgeous so i i think they're singing in either old norse or icelandic which are pretty similar i think because icelandic sort of it moved over to iceland and then nobody talked to them for 200 years because it's real hard to get to iceland yeah that's why they have so many j's in their words oh yeah 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They're just like everywhere, man. It's if you've seen mm. Icelandic words being spelled out, it's nuts. Yeah, it's also one of maybe three or four languages in the world that have TH sounds. English is one of the others. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's called a I dental fricative. So it's the two, oh, this and th. It's th and th. I, yeah. I am well aware of that, friend. I did drama school. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, <laughs> we, it's... we used to roll around on the floor doing oh, of dental course, yeah, yeah. So fricatives. What the, the, the interesting part there is that it's one of the rarest sounds in all languages. Mm. It's kind of neat. So uh, as part of the ceremony, Elsa must hold the scepter and uh, ball thing. Not sure what those are called, but it turns out her gloves are a problem. Scepter and, and glove thing. Scepter and that ball, like I guess. Ball, ball thing, right. So yeah. uh, with visibly trembling hands, in some lovely subtle animation, I thought, she picks them up and yeah. Frost begins to form on them. So as soon as the moment has finished his Old Norse blessing... He, she puts them back onto the pillow thing and puts her gloves back on and going like, oh my god, I dodged a bullet there. Fuck. Nicely nicely navigated, Elsa. Good job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is what she was practicing in the song, too. Going like, okay, all I have to do is, oh god, it's gonna freeze, isn't it? <laughs> Shit. Not again. So, to the important bit, commence yawn party time. Woohoo! And nothing says party like a tuba. Oh my, yeah, a little bit of uh, lederhosen, a little bit of tuba action. You ever tried to have a, a party a without a tuba? It doesn't work. No, I've, I've, I've left many a party. I was like, do you have a tuba? <coughs> no. All right, fuck you, I'm off. Don't even have a tuba. I bet you don't even have canapes, peasant. Amateur. So this whole interaction between Elsa and Anna is so perfectly done to show their sort of oh, weird, awkward relationship after years mm -hmm. of... Uh, mutual quasi-isolation. Mm. Like, I assume they'd have family meals together, but then immediately go back to their rooms sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I would imagine. And here's the Duke of Weaseltown, you know, the guy from before who wanted Mr. to... Mr. Monopoly! He's such a weasel man, and also he has a funny toupee. Uh, he has some sick moves, though. Oh, so... Uh, <laughs> that's one way to put it. He Some absolutely sick moves. Yeah, he offers Elsa a first dance, and Elsa doesn't dance, but Anna does. Another one of my favorite little, you know, character line moments. If you swoon, let me know, and I'll catch you. <laughs> yeah, one of my one of my favorite moments from that. He goes like a chicken with the face of a monkey oh, while yeah. interpretive dancing. It's very he good, very silly. He dances very dramatically. Yeah, it's kind of beautiful though. In a way, I like this guy because he is so free in his, like, yeah. nah, I'm just going to dance the way I want to dance. Fuck off. <laughs> it's, I think that's just this unawareness. It's a... Oh, yeah, for it's real. It's a disconnect from reality. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, this is what dancing looks like, right? Because that's the way that I mm -hmm. dance. Those other people... Well, are... everybody else in the room is dancing, clearly. Everybody else in the room is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, look, it's Hans. You remember Hans, the uh, gorgeous, flawless oh, yeah. man who Anna is super into and wants to get uh, oh, yes. to get down to business with. Uh, so they spend Ooh. they spend the rest of the evening together. They do. And this is about the time when I realized that Hans was probably secretly evil. Mm, really? I, just, I don't know why. I was just like, this is too early in the movie for, for love. This is not, oh, no, he's going to be evil, isn't he? Wow, I'm surprised you said that because I'm I'm sure a lot of people uh 
a lot of people were um, taken by surprise by the plot twist of the century, which we will speak about. We'll speak about later. Yeah, when I mean, it arises. I think maybe I've just read a lot. I, I think maybe at this point of doing one for Paul, I've seen like a lot of movies, and I'm right. And I've really dug down into them, so I'm starting to understand the language of it and going like, oh, no, hang on. So even things no. like the parents are going to die. This is a Disney movie. Though I, I forgot I'll to mention, down. I think this is the first time I've seen a dad in a Disney movie. Oh, really? Like normally oh, it's the mother's died or like the mother's there, the dad died and is off screen somewhere. Or yeah. Normally it's that. But I don't. Oh, really? I think m- more recently we've got quite a few like um, I, I know – recently sort of with Tangled the dad is quite involved that's true and the same with Moana as well and in the Princess and Frog uh haven't seen Princess her and dad her dad has yeah her dad does die but she has a really lovely relationship with him where he is remembered in um, I guess a bunch of those are dreamworks in, like fun though. memory oh really yeah I mean uh I was thinking Brave the dad's there <clears throat> though it's a very much a, a mother dog do- <coughs> oh excuse me ah water <coughs> I have Re- the rehydrate yourself, Paul. Oh, excuse me. I have the horrible, horrible death. <coughs> no, no, I, no. Oh, I should clarify. I don't have the the. I don't have the COVID. I just had a cough the last two days. I'm fine. Okay, good. We're glad. Yeah, I'm also glad that I don't have the horrible, horrible death. Uh, where were we? It was <coughs> oh, dads in movies. Yeah, I guess uh, Brave had a dad in it, but I think that was DreamWorks. And Moana had uh, a dad in it who was pretty. The conflict with the dad was a central part of the story, and that yeah. was was that a main Disney? It might have been a main Disney. So yeah, maybe recently. That was but a Disney. Like, classically, I don't see a lot of dads present. No. Like not in uh, not in the sort of my my childhood Disney's with. Uh, with the Lion King, where you know the the only reason the dad's there is to die immediately. Yeah, I guess there's a few. Anyway, they're uh, they're in love now. Yeah, uh-huh. and we know this because they happens. even sing a song about it. That means love, and the song is also really good. The songs are impeccable. They really are. Every one right? of them. Oh my god! And within the space of that same song, they're engaged. Yeah. After less than like a couple hours. Well, you, you, listen, when it's love, it's love. Ah, uh, that's... Am I right? Um, sure. Am I right? I mean, are we... Sure. Is the, um, are we in a hurry I'm unaware of? And Elsa <coughs> has perhaps on, the only reaction that is appropriate to how fast this relationship has developed, which is, no, you're fucking not getting married. <laughs> she is not you, impressed. You, stu- you stupid child and weird man. Uh, you, you literally... No, ma- his brothers aren't coming to stay, and no, you're not getting married. No, like, no, stop it. What are you... No. So, I think, uh, taking it out of the realm of children's thing for a bit, this is also going, like... <sighs> look, I know that you, you've, you haven't had... Like, I know that you haven't had thing for, like, a while. But chill the fuck out, alright? You can manage exactly. one day. Without without getting married, yeah, weird lady. Oh, marriage Jeez. equals sex, though, right? Like that's let's get. Oh, Aaron, Aaron, yeah, yeah. Like I back in the Disney back story. in the former right. days, before like, because it's also still a Disney movie. They can't have people having like they they don't want to imply sex, but when no. you're talking about marriage, but it's implied. When you're talking it's about implied. marriage, like what's the first thing you do after your wedding? Get drunk and fall asleep. 
Well, I mean, clearly you you wait up for the stork, right? That's what you. Oh, of course, right. Why? What were you thinking? Naturally. Oh, um, I was just thinking that most people usually um get drunk and and fall asleep oh. before anything. That's it. I suppose that's right. Yeah. Uh, no sex in Disney movies. <coughs> no, none. Get your mind out of the gutter. But it's very much a sort of like, no, stop it. This is, come on. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking insane. So, uh, so Elsa loses a bit of control for a second and accidentally casts Wall of Ice around her. So I guess, yeah, uh, yeah the secret is out. So Elsa runs out of the castle to escape uh, and she needs to get through a crowd of her adoring subjects who quickly turn into adoring but also quite fearful subjects as he f- as she freezes the fountain and then blasts Weasel Man with a cone of cold, knocking him and yes. his two men prone. And he's really fucked off about that. I was trying to figure Weasel out Man. like what level of sorcerer Elsa was at this point. So at this point, I'm like probably level like twelve. <laughs> She's uh she, she's pretty advanced, I think. Well, I thought so. And then she crosses the the fjord by water walking. She Jesus is. She she water walks uh by freezing yeah. the water underneath her feet in a really cool visual, I think. Oh, it's really pretty. It's super pretty. The whole movie is really pretty, but also all of the snow yeah. effects and ice effects are wonderful. Uh also mm-hmm. calling out the sound effects. <clears throat> I'm a I'm a sound designer, so I think I know where they got some of the layers of the sound for the ice thing. Really? Like they have this uh, almost laser beam sounding like thing that happens. Yeah. With... So there is a specific river in Sweden, which freezes real flat and people will go ice skating for like the length of the river. It's a really cool thing. I forget the name of it. But on this river, as you're skating, the vibrations induced in the ice cause these sort of like sort of sounds. So guaranteed, ah. somebody put a contact mic on that ice, and a couple in the air just went, zoom, zoom. okay, Fred, go skating, right? God, how interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool. It's, uh, I'd like to go someday, but like, for real, good job sound yeah. designers, because this is what weird mm. ice sounds sound like. Ice is a super strange acoustic material. It is. <clears throat> anyway, nerding out over, uh, looks like we started, it started to snow, which Weaselman interprets to mean that Elsa has cursed the land to eternal winter. Witch! Burn the witch! Burn the witch. So Anna gets on her horse and leaves to find Elsa, alone. Mm-hmm. I guess Arendelle does. doesn't have a military of any kind who could escort the, the princess and sole, no, she... uh, you know, heir to the throne. <laughs> no, she's determined to go off by herself and they just mm-hmm. let her and that is you know what that's fine just let her go into the cold i've never done this before i'm going to ride out into a supernatural winter and try to find my sister who just cursed the land to eternal winter and blasted her soul with ice powers hi i'm not allowed out this outside the house can i i'm just gonna i see you guys later no i don't want your help that's fine don't worry but I'll, like, just, nobody, I'll get it there's not a captain of the guard going like i'll send some men with you right yeah. There's nobody. She just goes. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe they, uh, maybe they cut back on, maybe they cut back on the servants to, like, a huge extent. Yeah. They've got about four people just running <laughs> manically. <laughs> just four people going, like, we have 8,000 salad plates. There's too many! Just because we don't use them every day doesn't mean they still don't get dust on them. We still have to clean this shit. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. 
Got to a... So, yeah, but she puts Hans in charge while she's gone. And yeah. again, like, oh, that no, he well. is going to turn out to be evil. God damn it. All yeah. right. <laughs> so uh, I'm getting little hints Fuck. of, oh, no, that's how this is going to go. Yeah. So cut to a giant ice spire mountain where the song happens. It's the song. It's happening. I see out of context when I was hearing this song without the movie, I always figured it was like mostly figurative, right? But it turns out that in the context of the movie, it is completely 100% literal and also has figurative appeal, right? Which is very Mm. clever. But like literally when she says, uh, oh, geez, what is the first line? And I haven't written this down. I should have written this down. The snow glows white on the mountain. Oh, yeah, it literally does. Like that's what that's where she is. And she's looking at snow. Which, yeah, I it's uh, I thought it was just like I'm cold and I'm causing cold. And I am cold, and figuratively this works in the song. So, of course, the writers of these lyrics, very clever. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, it, the whole thing works together toward... The, I guess this is like a climax. This is a turning point for Elsa. Yeah. She's uh, she's letting herself... She's letting herself be free and be herself for once. Um, my theory is... And as I'm sure it's shared by many other people around the world, is that Elsa is gay and that Disney are just too afraid to admit it because this mm. song is so much like a coming out song. And I really wish they'd just I guess like say it out loud. I guess in my notes I have I've sorta of, I it didn't get the exact gay thing necessarily, but I guess thematically there's a lot of uh applicability to to that yeah. or to a lot of stuff because uh there there's sort of comfort in not having to hide who you are. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose one reading of this is a sort of coming of age into womanhood theme, which uh, I'm sort of not qualified to speak on that specific thing, but it seems a very like, okay, so all of these... As a grown woman, Paul, I think you're, you're, more, than, oh, <laughs> you're yeah. more than qualified to talk about. Speaking as a strong, independent woman who don't need no man, yeah. uh, I yeah. can fully vouch for... Uh, the fact that this is 100% how every woman gains her ice powers. Yeah, yeah. That's how we all get them. It all happens one day. But you know what I mean? Like, there's applicability to this sort of coming-of-age thing, because it's also notable that yeah, uh, she has just come of age as a character, and her coronation mm. happened today. So in that sense of, I'm an adult now, and I get to decide what that means. And I get to decide, like, my parents used to decide for me, but I'm now free of their constraints. Mm. So I can let go and I can literally let it go. I can put, I don't have to hide this shit anymore because they know anyway. Fuck yeah. it. Right? Let it go, hon. So, Be yourself. But, all, but also in her particular case, she's literally the queen now and she can rule her kingdom yeah. however she wants or leave. You know, she's she's the queen. No one's going to argue. Mm. Now she's fucked off. She's just like, right, sick, not my problem anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an abdication in a way, right? Yeah. And uh, also sort of I got a, like a thematic spreading of her wings for the first time because she's finally like, all right, so I don't have to hold this back anymore. Let's see what I got in me. And what she's got in her yeah. is exquisite taste in architecture. Oh, oh, exquisite. And also a beautiful costume change as well. Oh, yeah. A magical costume change. Uh, she, She's changed her hair. She's got a lovely little sparkly ice dress on. Mm-hmm. It's it's wonderful. Oh, she makes herself a like uh, 
it reminds me of like a prom dress, which again, thematically yeah. a sort of coming of age into womanhood sort of, mm. uh, sort of feel to it to me. So I don't know if I got the sort of, uh, the coming out as gay thing necessarily, oh, God, really? but I definitely see the applicability to similar as themes. A, <laughs> as a queer woman, I listened to it and I was just like, she's gay. Elsa's gay. She's gay. <laughs> um, Maybe that's just me claiming Elsa. No, I, uh, it's what to I? me. This is one of these like Lord of the Rings ring where it's you could say, oh yeah, that's definitely nuclear weapons. But you could also say, well, yeah. it's sort of applicable to a lot of to a lot of different types of things. It's it's a dangerous thing that we can use for power, but also what's the source of that power? It, to me, it strikes me as something like that where we can read into it all kinds of themes, and that's sort of the power of this kind of. Uh, absolutely i think i think this is like uh, this will be to to the to to the children who watched it now like in the future what summer over the rainbow was to kids who watched the wizard of Oz ages mm. ago you know what i mean it's sort of like that anthem of being like oh you know like you know what i mean yeah the sort of uh almost an invitation or an acceptance of your own adventure though what's interesting to me is also it's characterized as a storm inside of her right and thematically to me storms read as like almost a rage so yeah it's sort of your or in this case maybe her own emotions including that kind of rage and uh when she's like nah, you know what fuck it let the storm rage on i'm okay with it you know yeah it's but i sort of uh, interpret it as just like feel like having your own power mm. like releasing that finally not not shrinking yourself or mm. uh to, for other people's comfort or anything or i see that yeah just, just fully being yourself you know what i mean this is uh, these are themes in a children's movie i fucking love this yeah isn't it wonderful why are children's <laughs> movies able to do this but adult movies can't oh god punch punch kick kick adult movie Whatever. I mean, there's a place Frozen for that. Is the best. There's a place for that, and it's called John Wick. <laughs> yes. Just let's let's make a movie whose whole point is is fighting, and let's lay. Why is he fighting? He killed my dog. Oh, that's a good reason. Okay, off you go. Punch, punch, kick, kick. Punch, punch, kick, kick. I mean, yeah, I'm not being drag. I've never understood that. But then my uh, I caught two cats um, rather recently, and um, oh, if somebody hurt your cat, yeah. I feel very deeply. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself just like, oh, you would, them you would totally them as they struggle to get away. And I'd be like, if anybody hurt you, I'd get them. <laughs> oh, you would you would devote the next five years of your life to training like a samurai, and then you would samurai their heads off. Like, listen, at this point, I'm just looking to I'm looking for a reason to devote my life to becoming a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, it's been it's Don't. been a rough lockdown, and acting is not working out very well right now. <laughs> Don't let your dreams be dreams. You can become Don't a samurai. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Do it today. Just do it. Fuck. Go out. Buy you that armor. Thank you. <laughs> Cut to Anna on her. I keep calling her Anna. Anna on her horse, uh, trudging through deep snow. But her horse gets spooked, and that leaves her to trudge through it until she finds a cabin in the distance. Then promptly falls into a stream. And uh, oh man, I've ha- yeah, that's happened to me before. <laughs> All Canada. Yeah, that's that's where I'm from. And uh, honestly, it's really cold out there. It's <laughs> a great second line for that. Oh Canada, <laughs> it's really cold out there. Seriously, fuck the winter, but summer's pretty nice. These are the new. Aww. These are the new lyrics to O Canada," trademark me twenty twenty. So yeah, <laughs> but like for real, her reaction. Uh, I keep noticing that the animators really, really paid attention because her reaction here is freeze for a second. No pun intended, but like, uh, uh, what's going? Yeah. Okay, okay, this sucks. 
is that's what it is. You, you sort of freeze up for a second yeah. and you go, oh, God. Oh, God, it's very good. Mm. Go, 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 go. So she ends up at a trading post uh, after, like, her dress Listen. prevents her from getting up the steps somehow. Like, again, it's beautiful. I, it's a very lovely little comedic moment. Yeah. But it's a trading post in sauna where my favorite person in the film works. Yes! He's here! Hoo-hoo! Uh, Big summer blowout! Big summer blowout! <laughs> I have sunbathing suits and uh, a lotion of my own concoction. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a kind salesman man who's who's just got all this summer stock <laughs> and it's winter now and somehow he's got to keep selling. So he's like, ah, maybe someone wants a bathing suit. I don't know. Still just a big Swedish boy. He's yeah. Trying to sell some things. <laughs> have you seen the have you seen the Queen anywhere, maybe? Yeah, maybe the Queen. Only one crazy enough to be out in the storm as you, dear. You and this fellow. Ooh ooh, big summer blowout. <laughs> just... And it's just Kristoff coming in looking like a very scary man. Oh, yeah. And you know, he just is a bit of an ass. Nice to see him wearing a mask, even in twenty thirteen. Yeah. He was ahead of his time. Ahead of his time. So, uh, yeah. see, there's a supply and demand problem on this rope and pick and uh, winter gear in general. And uh, mm -hmm. the the thing that Kristoff needs, uh, he can't uh, can't get anymore. Can't afford. No, his ice business has gone out of out of demand. Clearly, yep. no, can't sell ice to people who don't nope. need ice. You just go out. Uh, though I maintain, if he's got clear ice, then you can sell that still to people doing ice sculptures and stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's a different kind of ice, and he seems to have a deal. He knows his stuff. Yeah, but uh, he does. He loves it. He loves it. Anna of ice. needs to back up while Kristoff deals with this crook. What did you call me? <laughs> and like he's just <laughs> a gigantic man, as it turns out. He stands up, but he also looks just <laughs> genuinely hurt by this comment. Like, what? Is... <laughs> I run an honest, an honest business. What do you? Yeah, you think it's? I have a whole. I have ten thousand dollars worth of bathing suits in the stockroom. What the fuck do you think I'm going to do with those? <laughs> exactly, Jesus Christ! <clears throat> You're not the only one hurting, nice boy. Oh God! I mean, so what happens next is he uh, he he dumps Kristoff out, <laughs> picks him out, comes back in, and says maybe perhaps one of my favorite lines in the film, which is. Sorry about this violence. <laughs> Sorry about this violence. I will Sorry about this violence. I will chip in some surströmming for you. Or some ludifisk for you. It's not surströmming, it it's ludifisk. So. Yeah. Have you had ludifisk? Surströmming is like, I, I am a vegetarian. Oh, right, yeah. So if it's a fish, then no. Yeah, it's definitely fish. It's uh, fish pickled in lye. That's very Swedish. It's extremely. Uh, it's sort of pen. It, it's a. It's a Scandinavian idea. Anybody up Scandi. there has sort of come up with the same idea. They love a pickle. Yep. Yep. So, see, uh, the mark of a good salesman is when he knows how to throw something in extra to keep a customer coming yeah. back. And to be fair, please don't tell everyone I beat up that man. Well, also, he's just like, yeah, you, you were here and you saw it the same way. You called me a crook. What? What else am I supposed to do? Yeah. Sorry about that. Here's an extra yeah, yeah. thing. You know, thanks very much. Yeah. So we were fine. So uh, weirdly, the amount of time I've spent in Scandinavia, I've never eaten lutefisk. So I'd like oh, to. Goodness, that sounds uh, yeah. like an experience. I have had surströmming, and my god, it's a lot, huh? Yeah, you know what it is, eh? Uh, it's like pickled fish, right? You know, yes, but surströmming. Uh, there are laws about where you're about where you're allowed to open a can of it. Oh, it's pungent, huh? It's uh, it evidently it's yeah. I mean, like, look, it smells like death. Oh, right. It, it smells like death, but it's like a traditional way to 
uh, preserve pickle and well, it preserves the fish, but it also um, it takes whatever like toxins or whatever are in the fish into the pickle liquid. So it right. draws out whatever's in. I don't know exactly what it is, but that's the idea. Pickle magic. It tastes pretty good. Okay, but my god, the Just smell. smell. Like, um, have you ever had durian? I've never had durian. I would like to have durian. I would never like to have durian again. Really? Um, I, I had it by accident in China, and I could <laughs> taste it in my mouth. Uh, four days later, still, I oh, was no. brushing. My, I was like, uh, <laughs> brushing with him obsessively. We we thought it'd be a fun game to try and. Oh, uh, no. When I was touring out in China, we thought it'd be a fun game to try and like, like blindfold. It was we had a games night, and we was like blindfold, and everybody can have like a piece of of dried something because everything in uh, sort of like the little dried fruits don't taste like what they look like or what they are because okay, um, yeah. they have lots of like flavors in it. So people got huh. like a dried strawberry, or dried blueberry, or an apricot, and I was like, oh, what's this? It tastes like somebody vomited, and also <laughs> some, <laughs> some vodka. Have you fed me Dorian? And uh, yeah, it, honestly, I was a bit traumatized. I genuinely fell out with a person who fed oh, it no, to really? me. He was like, it was a game. It was a joke. And I was like, joke's so funny. That was horrible. It's <laughs> oh, bullying. Oh, no. No, it was rather traumatic. I mean, maybe if I did it on purpose, I would be like, okay, well, I did this to myself. That's a bit different. Yeah. Because I'd be like, well, that was a mistake. Yeah. I won't yeah. be, I won't, be, I think the taste you didn't like was not durian, but betrayal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Et tu, Brutus? So, um, on the ride up, on expl- oh, uh, sorry, so cut to Buddy's barn, where Kristoff has yeah. decided to sleep for the night, and, uh, yeah. sing the song about reindeer. Yeah. Jonathan Groff has the voice of an angel. He really but, does. He's but this song singer. makes me think that, I mean, it's. It makes me think he wants to fuck that reindeer. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, who, is it? who did I, Yeah, no, I see that. Uh, yeah. I was going like, this is a cowboy song about a man and his horse, right? <laughs> no, he wants to fuck that horse. It's so weird. <laughs> I can't cope. Oh, no. Oh. No, this is a pure song about men no. and their horses going out well. on an adventure together. Jeez, okay. He just what goes out there and rides his horse all day. Oh no! No! Out into the God. sunset. That's what he does. Right. So cut. <laughs> God damn. So uh, on the ride up, so song. Anna shows up and uh, convinces him that he should uh, take her up the mountain. And uh, on, on their way up, she explains that it was perfectly reasonable to marry someone that she just met yeah. that day, and uh, also the glove thing, you know, the marriage thing, whatever. You're missing the point here. But Kristoff has not missed the point. He does not trust her judgment at no. all. No. No. Uh, do you know what? I do. I do. I get it. I get it. So, uh, yeah, this doesn't sound like true love to Kristoff. Because, see, no, he's, I... uh, he isn't a love expert himself. But he definitely has friends who are love experts. Oh, yeah, my friends are love experts. Like, she's like, I've got a girlfriend, but she doesn't love her. She's from a different place. She goes to a different school. Shut up, Kristoff. Hi, I'm Fred. Fred Troll. Here's my card. Love expert. If you ever need <laughs> to know about love, that's me. Call me up anytime. I don't have a phone. You sort of have to come here and knock on rocks until you get the right one. I'm the one sixth yeah. from the left. But tell you what, uh, first bit of free advice, uh, love is great. And you should. And if you don't know how, then you should take my six-week course. I run, uh, it's only $6,000. <laughs> and you can, you too can. <laughs> Fraudster. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm imagining as the love expert. God, Either that or, like, 
some He's just an Instagram somewhere. pickup artist. God, He's I thought... Like, this guys hates me. Just want to tell you, this is my number one pickup line. Uh. <laughs> I maintain pickup really lines obnoxious. are no good for picking anybody up, but they are no. really good for puns. They are. So, uh, uh-oh, wolves. Kristoff will handle this on his own, because, again, Anna's judgment is questionable. I am man, and you make bad decisions, woman. I will uh, fight. Well, she has honestly just said, yeah, so I'm the kind I, of person <laughs> who will marry a guy after only knowing him for one day. And he's like, uh-huh, right. That's why I don't trust your judgment, yeah. because that's well, the sort of thing you do. A lovely line in there where he goes, what's his second name? And she goes, of the Southern Isles? What's his last name? Of the Southern Isles. Of the Southern Isles, of course. What color Guys. are what color are his eyes? I don't know. Dreamy. Dreamy. <laughs> right. Very good. It's uh yeah, that's the way she's answering these things. Like, uh-huh. no, no, you don't understand. I'm in love and that's different, right? You understand. You don't understand. I I'm in love, so that's different. It's okay? real love. It's We're gonna true be love. together forever. Yeah. I don't know Mr. and Mrs. Her... of the Southern Isles. Yeah, that's how they talk in the Southern Isles. Oh my god. Yeehaw. Oh god. In the Southern Isles, they talk like Lumpy Space Princess. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's how they talk down there. So ah. uh there's a cliff ahead, which is definitely going to fix the uh fix the wolf problem, but it might not fix the plummeting to their death problem. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the sled and all their supplies plummet down to the bottom of the ravine, then blow up for some reason, but they do not plummet to the bottom of the ravine and blow up for some reason. Another brilliant line, uh, Christoph looks down and sees his uh, burning sleigh and says, Mm. I just paid it off. Yeah. Yeah, Which is another very brilliant line for the parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Earlier when uh, Anna decided to put her feet up going like, yeah, go faster. That's totally good. He's like, whoa, whoa, don't put your feet up on the lacquer. I just did that. (laughs) Stop it. Were you raised in a barn? No, a castle. Uh, Same thing, evidently. (laughs) So uh, Kristoff is now at a point where he has to decide whether to just let her go and be like, all right, I'm done. But realizes that if he does that and she dies, then he doesn't get his new sled, which she yeah. has promised to pay for. And, like, fair. That was her problem, you know. Absolutely. And she's literally royal. She's like, yeah, I'll just get you another She's one. got it's money flying about. It's I've fine. literally got all the money in the kingdom. That's how that's yeah. how monarchy works. Taxes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all the money from those poor farmers whose, whose labor I exploit, and I'm going to give those some of that to farmers. you. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. So, cut to the realization that climbing the North Mountain won't be that easy, then to a (laughs) shimmering ice forest where they encounter a relentlessly positive sapient snowman named Olaf. Oh, it's Olaf. He sings a song about how great summer must be. Uh, He wants to do whatever snow does in summer. I just think this is just such a genuinely gorgeous, lovely, funny song. <laughs> I know I say that about everyone, but I think this song might be my favorite. It is favorite. very sweet. It is such a Josh sweet Gad song. Josh Gad is such and a f- comedian. Because, but Olaf is also just such an innocent character. And of course, mm. as he's saying, like, oh, man, I'm going to do whatever ice does in summer. And like, there's a there's a implied pun with a puddle. I forget yes. the exact line, but he's like, I'm going to turn into a... Which is a good a... time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a 
Happy Snowman! Happy Snowman. It's so good. <laughs> and like near the end of the song, Kristoff's sitting there going, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him. Don't you dare. <laughs> and so of course, good. after the song, he's like, no, but somebody has to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Very stressed. Like, <laughs> At some point, Summer's going to come back. That's why we're Jeez, doing it. But like, He's going to die. He, he has um, to I, know. I, uh, I always make, because I often teach the three to five-year-old bracket of children mm-hmm. um and this is a song that i make them dance to all the time and it's very cute it's wonderful it's very it's very very sweet i mean the main question here is would you tell him yeah maybe gently i think i At would an appropriate time i think there's a time and place not i immediately after the song where he's super no. hype about summer no um but at some point take him aside and be man. like so you understand that um <laughs> this like, is how weather works so uh, here's the thing. Uh, there are birds and there are bees. And sometimes oh, the birds fuck oh, the bees. No. No, and they Paul, make no. bee birds. And that's, that's, why, we that. get, that's why we get uh, honey chicken. That's where it comes from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, you didn't know? No, I'm a oh, vegetarian. Man, your, parents, your parents really should have told you. No. I thought it was a stork that brung the honey chicken, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They they have to also do the thing with the bees, and that's how we get honey stork. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> Leave, stop eating the birds. Don't ask where the humans come from, because that's a whole... Oh, man. Hell. They come so, directly from hell. So cut to Arendelle, where two men argue about which way up the firewood should be stacked so for the record yeah. it doesn't really matter in the middle but on the bottom you want bark down to sort of form right. a layer against the dirt or whatever's under there and on the top you want bark up to form a kind of a roof so that any rain or snow sort of slides off or doesn't get into the grain of the wood do you know what paul not only is this podcast entertaining it's also educational the more you know the more you you also need to make sure there's just enough air between the logs because the aim is to dry them out over the seasons. Mm-hmm. And if you stack them too close, then the water still can't get anywhere. So it just ends up rotting. Good to know. So also here's Hans uh, handing out cloaks to the people and providing hot food at the castle for any who need it. Yeah. This upsets Weaselman, who is like going, well, why are you giving away all your trade goods? We were going to buy yeah. those. Print and sell them for a profit. Like, you've, got, you've got to pass go before you can collect your hundred. Jesus. So Fuck. this theming seems depressingly familiar. Mm. Anna's horse, which bolted earlier, has now returned without her. Thus Hans gathers a team of volunteers. The best of the best. Like not, Again. The, B, not the B squad, but the A squad. The A team, if you will. But again, and, uh, where where are the fuck where's the where's the army? Where are the people whose job this is? Not just fucking volunteers off the road. Da 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 da. Weaselman. Weaselman instructs two of his uh, military guard people, I guess, uh, to go ahead and follow Hans into the mountains. Again, the sole person who could take control of the entire kingdom is now just going off on an adventure to hunt an ice sorceress. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, I guess Weaselman's in charge. <coughs> Weasel, I, uh, who's in charge? I guess Weaselman. I guess somebody. I who's, think, no, I think it's the not clear. Horse? Maybe the, the horse, horse is in back? charge. Maybe I think the, so. I mean, that would be better than Weaselman. I think. Yes. 
So mm-hmm. Anna and Kristoff again. Uh, you see, their plan is. Oh, uh, sorry, but Weaselman instructs his two guys to kill Elsa if they find her. That's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill back, her. back to Anna and Kristoff. See, the plan here, the whole plan is Anna is going to talk to her sister. Yeah, yeah. She's just going to talk to her, and it'll be fine. Yep. I mean, I, I feel like maybe a plan B would be in order, but you know, Anna's pretty convinced that if she can just talk yeah. to her sister, who she has been deliberately isolated from for her whole life. She'll, that's that's fine. Everything will be fine. Communication is key. I would be... Listen, if I was a therapist, I would feel very proud that you, you're ready to talk and you're ready to confront a situation, but I'm but I'm nobody's therapist, so... Uh, sorry about it. And as, uh, as the therapist who also lives in what turns out to be probably an apocalyptic uh, hellscape frost world now, uh, yeah. I think maybe uh, maybe try it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because that's. Give it a go. I can't think of another plan. You sort of just like, unless you find a fire witch who can, yeah. who can fire the place, and that. But then you live in a <gasps> firescape hellscape, so that's not better. But that's basically where we're living right now, <laughs> so it's fine. So they find fire a super hellscape. steep wall, which Anna tries to free climb despite not knowing how to climb. Nope, sounds like me. Just trying to do my life. Yep. Uh, and it would be great if there were an Olaf who would just come by and sort of bring out staircase sex machina. Yeah, it's wonderful. I think this, this scene also gives us, um, a, a lo- another lovely line, maybe one of my favorites, uh, where uh, Olaf walks into a, um, an icicle and he looks down and says, oh, look at that. I've been impaled. And then that's the light. It's great. It's perfect. (laughs) That is pretty good. I have one line to note before that, uh, which as Anna tries to climb, she ends up sort of five feet up the wall or something like very short distance (laughs) in a kind of a funny little moment. And uh, as Olaf says, hey, uh, I don't know if this helps, but there's like a staircase here that leads exactly where we're going. Is that okay?" And Anna's like, (laughs) "Ah, sweet. That's way better. Hey, uh, Hey, you know. Hey, Kristoff, catch. And just jumps off the wall and goes, whew, thanks. That was like a crazy trust exercise. And this is where <laughs> I'm like, I believe this as a love moment way more than I believe the sort of uh, her and Hans, you like sandwiches? I like sandwiches. Oh my God, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's a sort of a much more genuine connection. Who knew? Right. Um, also, I think I think we missed out something earlier that oh, I did we? Sorry, um, go ahead. absolutely adore. No, that's fine. Um... um Olaf goes up to Anna when they first meet and introduce himself. I says, I'm Olaf and I love warm hugs. And Anna's remembering <laughs> and he's looking at her expectantly and goes, and you are? Oh, yeah, that's and it. Because Anna. Anna's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from my childhood. Then, uh, Good times. And, and then she goes, oh, oh, okay, great, Anna, nice to meet you. And uh, who's that uh, look, uh, crazy looking donkey over there? And she goes, that's Sven. And, and she goes, okay, uh-huh. And um, what about the reindeer? Sven. Oh, that'll make things easy. Perfect. They're both named Sven. Great. All of this time is just calling them both Sven. Oh, yeah. It's very good. It's very, yeah. And Kristoff just doesn't object to this because he's like, it's not worth the effort. Fuck it. No, (laughs) no. He's a chill dude. Let let him believe what he wants. I don't, you know, he's not being mean spirited about it. No. So it's very good. So they approach the Ice Palace and Kristoff nearly cries at its majesty, which, you know, again, Elsa has so very funny. beautiful taste in architecture, and I understand. But he's looking at just the quality of the ice going, holy shit. How yeah, do you he even, loves it, man. How do you even make ice like that? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So it turns out that Elsa 
hasn't realized that she has plunged the world into eternal winter. No. Whoopsie poopsie. Oh dear. Uh, this real- it's all done through song. It's this beautiful. is all through song, yeah. Again, one of yeah. the this is a reprieve of Anna's song from before, the sort of um For the first time in forever. That's the one, yeah. So Reprise. So this realization stresses Elsa out so much that a new blizzard starts in there and uh, as they complete another lovely duet on Anna's leitmotif, Elsa's internal journey is crazy here because like she has gotten out here and she's thought like she's found peace and solitude, if not happiness. And it, it turns out that just being herself and doing what comes naturally to her has caused immeasurable harm to others. Yeah. Which is here why I'm like, I'm not so comfortable suddenly with the coming out as gay analogy, right? Sure. Because like, well, you did come out and that's great, but also look at all this harm you've done by doing it. You made grandma upset. Right? So that's where I'm like, uh, and even the coming out as a woman thing, and I'm like, I mm, coming out as a woman, not what I mean. Uh, (laughs) I mean, the becoming a woman coming of age. Yeah. Even there, I'm like, this suddenly doesn't feel like it applies so much so maybe i was wrong about the thematic content of former song or maybe the movie is wrong or wasn't paying attention but i think maybe i'm wrong but it's like but this is where she's like oh shit i you know i do have to control it a little bit but i don't know how to control it and i thought coming out here i would just be able to do what i want but i can't fuck Mm. But yeah. also the realization that maybe the right thing to do for everyone else is to go back to keeping this raging storm inside of her, inside of her. And again, this is positively operatic. I love everything about the duets in this film yeah. where you've got this openness versus closed uh, thing going on in the song. Mm. It's, it's just so good. Yeah, it's lovely. There's also just a lovely sort of musical moment where... Um, Elsa sort of builds to a big crescendo with a lovely belt note at the end. And mm-hmm. she belts, um, she freaks out and her magic, it has like a little explode out and it strikes Anna in the heart. It does. And uh, as we know from the start of the movie, that's serious business. It's not like yeah. the hair. You, you see, no. you can, <laughs> is it bad that reason. this reminded me of the Simpsons line? Or was like, okay, Homer, I'll lend you all the money you want, but because you don't have any collateral, I have to break your legs in advance. Ah, uh, <laughs> why? I use those all the time. Couldn't you just smash my head in? <laughs> Very good. It reminded me of that in a way, and I'm like, yeah, the head's not the important part. The heart's the important part. Don't you know anything yeah. about women? Jesus, all about feelings. Feelings are what women are for, right? Exactly. So in yeah so in this uh fear in this fit of rage and fear she accidentally casts this spell and then summons a snow golem to kick everyone out. Yeah, it's a big giant monster thing called Marshmallow, which I think is still a way to keep something that's terrifying quite cute. Yeah, Olaf names him Marshmallow. That's very sweet. So you got um, another I... Sorry, go ahead. For some reason, I have written in my notes here at this point. Everything, everything Olaf says is gold. Mm. Just big fan, standing okay. Olaf. I think, uh, yeah, I think I have some notes on him later. But we got another lovely Anna moment where she throws a snowball at the golem, and Kristoff uh, sort of holds her back, going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! They're feisty pants." 
<laughs> and uh, call, calling the lady feisty pants is both cute and also potentially hazardous to Kristoff. Yeah, she'll All, kick him. I was expecting her to bean him in the face with the snowball. Yeah. So uh, instead, what happens is the snowball is thrown at the golem, who becomes enraged and then chases them off the mountain. Yeah. Bonus points for accurate mountaineering, by the way, with the with the snow anchor and also how mm. he arranged his belaying lines. It's like the dude knows what he's doing, and I, I guess the animators really did their research to be like, yeah, this yeah. is how it's done, right? Absolutely. But it doesn't ultimately matter since they end up just cutting the rope anyway, landing in the powder below, which uh, I'm not sure how soft a landing that would be. No. So that part I don't know, because a 200-foot drop into 20 feet of powder is still a 200-foot drop. <laughs> so... But also, kids' movies, suspend your disbelief. That's okay. I was just like, oh no, one of them's going to break their leg or something. That's yeah. got to happen. They would... Die straight away, traumatizing they, they millions of children across the country. They both die. Everyone dies. Winter yeah. goes on forever. Someone kills Olaf Elsa. Eats eats their carcasses. Roll it's fine. Ca- roll credits. Yeah. So at the Beautiful. bottom, uh, Olaf's job seems to be the to undercut any romantic tension between Anna and Kristoff. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of, oh man, I was afraid I'd uh, break my skull back there. I don't have any skull. Or bones. Or bones. Very good. I think that's what I meant when I wrote everything Olaf says is gold. I guess so. I'm just sort of, at this point, I'm not clear on what he adds to the film other than just like being the wacky sidekick. So he's got lines, but it seems to me like he's undercutting what could be genuine romantic moments between these two. I'm uh, so I'm here for it, man. I just think he's such a lovely little sunshiny presence. He's only a couple of days old. He doesn't know things. I guess so. Uh, I also it it. I like him as a person. I like him as a character. I don't know whether. I don't know whether I would have preferred it without him, because as you say, he's such a fun presence in the movie. You take that back, Paul. He's wonderful. I'm sort of half and half with him. I like him. But, like, I would have preferred to get to feel more of the romance between Anna and Kristoff in these sort of sections rather than have it be the Olaf show. You know what I mean? Oh, no. I mean, I've bought front row tickets to the Olaf show. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cut to Elsa in her ice palace, which is now glowing red, just like the thing at the beginning yeah. that warned her of danger. If she lets herself feel fear, because red is danger. Red, as we know, in the colors is danger. Red is always danger. Uh, And Mm -hmm. she repeats parts of Elsa's litany. Control it, don't feel it to herself over and over. Yeah, conceal it, feel. Jeez, that poor lady. Yeah. Because again, at this point, she's convinced that the way to fix this is to keep it all inside of her and to contain the storm outside inside of mm-hmm. her. So back to That's Anna and crew, uh, they're going to meet Kristoff's family, which I guess is the Scandiman from before, right? From the first scene when he was little and they clearly had a family and a, like a structure of some kind where the men were taking yeah. him out to learn a trade. I mean, the trolls, obviously. See, Disney needs oh, to sell God, more obviously. toys, so 
So the trolls. I really think that they thought the trolls were going to be bigger than they were. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, I think they went into this and like, everyone's going to fucking love the trolls. And everyone was like, who the fuck was that man? Oh, yeah, for real. I mean, but also remember 2013, this was before Disney Princesses was a thing, like its own branded thing. Because this is when they finally realized like, oh, right, little girls also like Disney stuff. We should maybe make pretty mm-hmm. dresses for them. Oh, shit. Yeah. So... I think they definitely were like, well, we have to have like a like a toy mascot thing and the trolls yeah. need a song, right? Yeah. So very much like a real big family, when Kristoff brings a girl with him, they decide to persuade her to love him. Absolutely. Uh, in a um, song which includes lines like, you can fix this fixer upper with a little bit of love. And I'm not, I'm not being funny. There is more, yet more implication that he has a fucking weird thing for the, for the reindeer. I oh Crystal are we really going this there? Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, but it's in the song. Okay. She says Proceed. all the um uh, uh his peculiar brain deer or the thing with the reindeer that's a little outside of nature's nature's laws. Oh, that's right. Oh god. That is, this is not okay. That's not okay. No. Sven has feelings too. You can't animals can't yeah. consent, fella. No, stop sexualizing Sven. He doesn't want that. He's a dog. Dog reindeer. He's a dog deer. Yeah. So, uh, their presence sort of reminds me a little bit of Fraggle Rock in a way. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, you'd like Fraggle Rock. It was like, um, it was a Jim Henson sort of uh, production with puppets and everything in the 80s. It was super fun. But uh, anyway, these trolls really, they really don't take no for an answer, do they? No. Um, and funnily enough, the love experts that we heard so much about earlier um, would love these two to marry immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they immediately arrange a wedding ceremony for them within the space of a song. And it's a good thing they clarify in the song that people don't really ever change, but then love is mysterious. So I guess also they do change, but only because of love. But they don't really change because, of course, we just said that. But he's a fixer-upper. You can fix this guy. So just take a man who's real bad for you and fix him. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. That sounds like that's love advice. All Hi, right. Fred's love advice here. What you want to do is find somebody who's horrible and turn them into a better person. Fred, I would love to see your qualifications. This is within your abilities. No, no, Fred. This no. person's behavior is within your control. Oh, God. Just, you see, you see, you, you've just got to marry someone you don't really like and then just complain about it until they change. Yeah, and see, right? uh, and look, we we insist that you and Kristoff, you guys are going to do the horizontal hokey pokey right now. Sven's gonna be there too. We will it's not wait. Great. <laughs> We're gonna be right over there. Walk. Wear your little grass cape. Pay no and, attention and... to the binoculars. <laughs> it's little tiny rock perverts. Oh god, it's awful. So yeah. see, uh, it's also a good thing they clarify that everyone's a fixer-upper, and the only thing yeah. that fixes people is love. Yeah. See, uh, anybody who doesn't have love, they, they're fundamentally broken people is the corollary to that. But let's, that's fine. It's a silly song with trolls. Move on. Yeah. There's no don't, don't, frightening listen, implications of this. No, it's fine. So finally, they get Anna some much needed medical attention. And there's ice in her heart put there by her sister. And she's frozen. She's going to freeze solid if she doesn't get it out soon. And the only thing that can do that is an act of true love. Right. 
Um, I'm sort of lost here. Uh, what kind of acts count as true love? Um, if you um, maybe a smooch. Somebody have some of your food. Smooching is um, uh, smooching is a thing that you could do to yeah. show love, right? That's an act. Okay, well, I was thinking about like I don't know sharing your snacks. Yeah, sharing yeah snacks. Sharing your snacks. That's S- uh, sending sending them a lovely meme. Oh yeah, yeah. When they're down, yeah. you can like find yeah. a spicy meme to send them. <laughs> spicy boy, send up a spicy meme. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, make make yeah. them all spicy for a minute. Make them forget that they were less spicy beforehand, and now yeah. super super flavorful. Yeah, a blessed and highly flavored. So meanwhile, at Elsa's magnificent ice palace, Hans and company have arrived and battle the snow golem to get inside. In actually a really fun fight scene. It's kind of yeah. Good. So recall the it's, two um, nameless flunkies with cross. Sorry, if you had something to say about it. No, I was I was just gonna I was just gonna agree. I had nothing more to say other yeah, than it was just sort fair. of it's 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 really lovely. It's animated in a really really lovely way. So recall that the two nameless flunkies with crossbows are here to kill Elsa, which they try to do, and this this does not go well for them. No. Uh, Hans arrives just in time to prevent anyone dying. Uh, because Elsa is a badass frost ice sorceress, and uh, she does not have time for dudes with crossbows. So they capture Elsa and uh, bring her back to Arendelle, uh, but in a prison cell where her hands are bound in iron. Yeah. Again, a great little fight scene between, like, I like it anytime Elsa is using her frost powers, because I'm like, ah, oh, that's fucking badass. Yeah. It's cool. It's fucking cool. Man, I want ice powers. Yeah. I'd be into ice powers. Yeah. So, Kristoff gets Anna to the castle just in time. And uh, just in time, that is, for Hans to let her die because I was right. He was evil. Oh, my goodness. Shuck. Um, with the most uh, a cutting line ever. Because Anna says, Hans, you have to kiss me. And he's like, whoa, slow down. And everyone's like, oh, we'll leave you two alone. Um, and then uh, she, she sort of, she said, oh, you know, we've got this curse and it can only be broken by, by an act of true kiss. love. Yeah. And he looks, he's a stupid asshole, fucking stupid dick, butt looks man. at her. Just a butt Stupid man. butthole looks at her and says, oh, Anna, if only someone loved you. And I was like... Children everywhere screaming, their ideas of 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 true love shattered instantly. Yeah, I yeah, it's uh, I sort of wish I hadn't see this coming because I was like, man, that's a good turnaround. Yeah, like there's it's, there's very little good. telegraphed except for just the structure of the story, and I think that's yeah. where because I'm familiar with story structure, I'm like, this is an act one love thing. No, there's no way, <laughs> right? There's no way. <laughs> Surely not. You can't have a story where people fall in love early and then just stay in love for two acts. There's nothing to do for no. two acts. Absolutely. So, uh, see, his plan, uh, Hans's plan, is to claim that Elsa killed Anna and that they were able to exchange marriage vows just before her death, leaving him as the king of Arendelle. Yeah, which surprisingly works out quite well. Nobody questions it. Oh, Nobody yeah. asks it. Nobody's looking for like, oh, well, we should organize a funeral. Let's go get her body now and make sure that it's all cleaned up. Wait, which room is she in? Oh, no, don't go to that room. Well, why not? She's no. dead, right? We need to, it's going to stink up the room otherwise. Nope, nope, you can't go in there for reasons. Let the dead body just die. It's fine. It's fine. Just let, um, her, let her dead body decompose in there. It's fine. Yeah. 
yeah, it's just whatever. You know what I mean? And also, they're all too busy just screaming, burn the witch. Oh, yeah. They're very concerned about witch burning. Revenge. Yep. So, uh, and it it probably would have worked, too, if he had waited, like, one day. Yeah. Because, unfortunately for him, uh, Elsa's ice powers break her free. Yeah. Because uh, he decides, well, we need to kill Elsa because she's a treasonous woman. She's going to be charged with treason and also executed. Well, hang on. Is there no trial here? With a heavy heart, we just have to off her before she can speak. Is this what passes for... Like, what is the line from Game of Thing? It's, uh... Is this what passes for justice in the Vale? Perhaps. I, I I don't remember a lot of it. It's I think it was from season one. It's been a long time. And I didn't it's watch such the rest a long time. I didn't watch the rest of the seasons. Okay, so the king just decides he's not even the king, he's just like a dude. This twat. And also designs. nobody's like, hey, hang on. Do we have like a marriage certificate? Who did the wedding? Who officiated this? Yeah. We need two witnesses at least. Like even one person just to be like, Yeah, I'm a priest, I did it, never yeah, it's all yeah. good. Absolutely. So, uh, sad walking away, Kristoff is sad, and his reindeer persuades him to go back to Anna, because there's a giant ice storm forming around the city, too, and both of those things convince him to go back to Anna. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the castle... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I was just going to say, it's this little hero moment, isn't it? He's like, no, I do love her, and I want to be with her, and I'm going to do it. I think it's because the the love thing didn't really convince him. It's when he looks back and there's like a, a looming ice storm above the city, yeah. and he's like, "I fear for her safety." Right? It's he at least realizes he cares about her to the extent that he wants her to not die. Yeah, he'll risk his own life for it anyway. Mm, definitely. So, meanwhile, uh, Olaf rescues Anna seemingly by sheer luck. Yeah. Like, what was he doing in the castle? He was just going around unlocking doors with his nose? Yeah. So Just just taking a little, doing a little house tour. It's fine. And he just sort of shows up and goes like, oh, hey, I know what's happening. Oh, no, your hair's all white and somebody put out the fire. I'm going to, I'm going to light this fire. And he's so mesmerized by the warmth and the, so this is what warm is. Like, oh, no, oh god and that fucking line that you know what i'm gonna say i know what right? you're gonna that say line. it comes up oh, in a minute jesus it comes up in a minute but he lights a fire and explains to her that she's in love with Kristoff. uh she was unaware that she was un- in love with Kristoff before this uh deus ex olaf arrived to inform mm-hmm. her about this but also i guess olaf doesn't realize it because as uh Says, here's true love, riding f- riding through the fjords like a valiant, pungent reindeer king. <laughs> I missed Aww. that on first viewing, and it's wonderful. <laughs> it is ve- it is very enjoyable. Oh, I guess he's not in love with you because he's not willing to let you die. He's coming back to rescue you. Never mind, I was yeah. wrong. <laughs> that's that's a clever use of Olaf. I like that. Yeah. So outside, uh, Elsa is lost in the storm. In more ways than one. Oh, there's... There's one line that we missed. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, The favorite line is when um, is looking at... Because he's just lit the the fire. And um, he says... um, And she says, oh, no, come away. Um, You you know, it's... it's, You're you're melting. You're going to melt. If you stay there, you're going to melt. That's the one. And, um, And Olaf says... 
uh, some people are worth melting for. And I, but honestly, maybe, the first yeah. time I saw it, I cried. I was like, oh, it's, it's so a beautiful. Good. It's a good. It's, it's like, good. yeah, I understand this is harmful to me, kind of, but I'm going to sit here because it's important for you. But all, but tellingly, also as he starts to melt a little bit on one side, he goes, uh, "Maybe not right now, though." So, like, let's <laughs> let's given that I have the option and I can help you without melting, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that one instead. So, sorry, carry on as you are. No, yeah, sorry, I completely skipped over it without meaning to because I didn't have it in my, my notes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to. No, I didn't like... mean to no but you. <laughs> no buts. Yeah, it's the opposite of yes and. It's no but. Yeah, just like children. Yep. <laughs> but so outside Elsa is lost in the storm in more ways than one and Anna must escape through the window because the hallways yeah. are they got ice spikes in them yeah and in our final climactic scene Kristoff is riding toward Anna to save her and Anna is riding is running toward Kristoff or where where she thinks it is because everything you can't see and she's slowly freezing solid. There's a little animation of her hands where the fingers start freezing first. Have you ever been in, like, proper cold? Because that's what it feels like. Um. So, I, uh, so I'm so i from London, and I think the furthest afield I've, I've been in terms of cold is Scotland. Um, and mm, they cold. regularly tell me that whenever I'm... Whenever I complain about how cold it is down here, I'm wrong and that I've never experienced cold. Mm. So uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong because, like, I also live in London and have for most of my life, but I'm still from Canada. <laughs> I remember very well the kind of creeping <laughs> cold that freezes your fingers solid, like uh, your muscles don't oh. cooperate sort of thing. But yeah. uh, but London is cold, like, indoors, which is weird, right? That That's the poor housing. Yeah, it's uh, – British housing is really built for – like it, as long as oil is cheap, you can heat your houses enough where the the energy doesn't really matter, right? Like it, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's inefficient. It doesn't matter if it's if it's not real well insulated. You you just burn enough oil and uh, whatever. So that's a problem. But anyway, back to uh, what I'm saying is it is legitimately cold in London, and it's a cold that you can't escape. Whereas in Canada, it's cold outside, but inside it's like 25 degrees all 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 winter. Yeah. Lovely. So, uh, but it, I, I just thought this animation was a very sort of good visual descriptor of how it feels to be out in the cold mm. with, uh, with hands without gloves on, for example. But, yeah. um, so Elsa's pain at losing her sister. Oh, uh, Hans, Hans finds Elsa and, uh, he's, he's tracking her down to kill her. Because he thinks both yep. that this will ensure that he takes the throne of Arendelle and also that it will end the storm and he'll be the big hero. But first he tells her that she killed uh, she killed Anna. And uh, as Elsa's pain at losing her sister causes the snow to clear, but not clear, it sort of stands still, right? Like as we get these shots later of, uh, you know, the snowflakes hanging exactly where they yeah. are in the air. I think that's also it's really fucking cool. It's a really fucking cool, but it's also how that feels when you receive news like that, where it's yeah, like, this person's dead and everything just stays the fuck still. Time stops. Mm. It's very like that, and this is a wonderful way to describe it visually. I thought, yeah, but because everybody can see as well. So uh, Anna has the choice between running toward Kristoff to save herself or sacrifice herself to save Elsa. And she decides the latter, freezing solid, uh, wherein Hans's sword shatters upon hitting 
the now completely frozen solid ice lady Anna, which I guess magic ice because, uh, you know, steel would go through it, but it's magic ice. So uh, it's given yeah. a pass. But her sacrifice was an act of true love. And she unfreezes. Hooray. Hey, look at that. So the realization that love thaws, uh, Elsa lets herself love, I guess, uh, and lets herself feel love and unfreezes the whole world, except for Olaf, who gets his own little personal flurry. I'm so glad that Olaf gets to stick around. Yep. You know, she's like, I'm an ice sorceress. Yes, you can have a bit of ice. Fuck it. There you go. Yes, you may live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she's not going to she's not gonna let the guy die. She literally... Yeah, she's like, oh, thank you so much, Mr. Carrot Man. Elsa, Elsa is Olaf's mother, let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, she did birth him. She, she caused him to exist, and yeah. now he exists, and this is her son. So yeah, she's going to, you know... Yeah. But uh, mean, this is where... Ah, did I have notes on this? I thought I had notes on this. Let me see. Oh, yeah. So there's a few loose ends to tie up real quick. So uh, Anna, the first loose end is Anna. Someone needs to punch Hans. Oh, thank God it was Anna as well. Oh, yeah. So she punches the dude real hard after saying the only one with a heart full of ice here is you. And then he, yes. and like straight punch to the nose too. Like not one of those cartoony punches. Wonderful. Like that looks like it hurt. It was, for, for me, it was on par with, um, in the, in the third Harry Potter movie when Hermione turns around and punches Draco in the face. Oh yeah. It's the, the same level of satisfaction there for me. And in that one too, cause it was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I'm half muggle. Fuck you. Here's how muggles yeah. do shit. Taste this muggle sandwich. Right. <laughs> Taste this muggle scent. Oh no! Like, like a knuckle sandwich. You get it? Ah! I got you. I got you. I was trying to. Oh my god! <laughs> that would have been another um, epic line if she could try and work that in about like because they both love sandwiches. You know, like Hans and Anna, they love it. Um, I'm feeling very inadequate in the face of your punnery. That's wonderful. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Thank you so much. It's kind of validation I need right now. <laughs> So, but yeah, it's a great little thing. So she knocks him out colds and he drowns at the bottom of the fjord as a gathered crowd on the castle wall applaud. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm unclear as to why they're applauding, because what they've seen is the guy who is just about to take over as king has discovered where the the princess was, who he was about to wed, and she punches him straight in the mouth and he goes overboard of a ship. And they're all like, I see no problems with this. Yay. Just the, the very easily swayed. I understand <laughs> like, exactly what's happening. Who's winning? Um, Yeah, they go that person. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Their perspective has got to be like, okay, I, uh, what? I don't understand. <laughs> I can't tell what's happening from over here. Can somebody explain? Please. We don't have an icicle. Uh, we, anybody have an icicle? We need a telescope stat. Shit. Oh, we forgot to mention that's a thing Olaf does. He sort of grabs oh, a... Oh, that was very good. It's a very good. It wouldn't work, but I like it, so I'm giving it a pass. No. But, uh, yeah, it's fuck. So, I guess they're just... Uh, he doesn't die. He, they just uh, send him back home. Yeah. Where, you know, I guess... Uh, He's gonna be in big trouble, apparently. Yeah, because, uh, you know, sending a royal person back to their home is definitely gonna make sure that they get punished for, you know, trying to topple oh, your entire oh, kingdom. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Because what he did is I'm a sure. coup, right? <laughs> what he tried to do is a coup d'etat. You don't just send that guy back to his... You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah, uh, Prison for you. Sorry, go ahead. Mr. Hans. Prison. Prison forever. Little royal jail or something. Yep. I don't know. So Weaselman is also upset that he's being kicked out of Arendelle and that Arendelle will no longer do business with him. Yeah, suck it. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, I wouldn't really want to do business with someone who just tried to kill me. Yeah, understandable. So Anna gives Kristoff a new sled, the latest model. It's even got a cup holder. <laughs> Very American. I guess so, yeah. But I mean, if you if you regularly have to drive American-style distances, then you need a place to hold your, your drink. Yeah. Not in, not in between your knees while you're driving, apparently. Oh, no, don't do that. That's how lawsuits sure happen. Surefire waited. Yeah, scold your knees. Ugh. So, uh, this is a lovely scene of Anna's acting, even. Just, like, this seems like it would be a fun recording session, where it's like, your job is to be yeah. as excited as a 12-year-old on, or as, like, a 9-year-old on Christmas. Yeah. Very, very sweet. I think Kristen Bell has done such a lovely job. She squeals <laughs> several times. Yeah. And every time I'm like, am I in love with Anna? I think I'm in love with Anna. Jeez. She is so charming. She's so lovable. And especially when she's being a bit of a dork. I love it. And I'm like, yeah. I will protect you forever. <laughs> Mrs. Anna. So they finally kiss and uh, Olaf likes flowers. He does. And lastly, uh, Elsa has learned to control her powers and turns the palace grounds into a skating rink, and the whole castle is now adorned with uh, bits of icy decoration. Roll credits. Yay! And also there's a tiny post-credits where we learn that the snow golem is still at the ice palace. And you remember in that scene where Elsa changed her hair, she threw the royal tiara on the ground? Absolutely. Yeah, so the snow golem uh, picks that up, and uh, he gets to feel pretty. And all of his ice oh, spikes that he developed from being angry just sort of go away. He goes, oh, that's nice. He has a big smile to camera, direct to camera moment, breaking that fourth wall. It's wonderful. That's very, very touching. Very sweet. So, uh, so that was the movie. Yeah, that's Frozen. So, uh, that, that ending, I love, I love, love, love the fact that the act of true love was between siblings. Yeah, re revolutionary, I think. It is, because it was, that part sort of snuck up on me, even though, like, I'd heard discussions about the ending, about, like, oh, is it disappointing? Should it be a love between this guy and that guy? And it sort of was in the background of my mind when I was thinking about it. Yeah. But I'd also, and, like, not on purpose, it's just when something's in the zeitgeist for seven years, it's hard to not hear anything. Absolutely. So, but this is the first time I'd seen the ending, and I was just like, oh... That is actually way better than what I was thinking. Uh, and I admit that had it not been for Anna's romance with Kristoff resolving in a kiss, I would have also been a bit sad about her not finding love. Like, I also wanted that to resolve. So I'm glad both yeah, things it resolved. Was, it was clearly an, an important thing for her character, yeah. I think. And also, I mean, I think the thing that's so lovely about that is that because it didn't need to be about about that like mm. the, the crux of the plot didn't revolve around that it was just a lovely thing that happened on the side and Kristoff mm. was a lovely character and also he um he asks her he says can I kiss you as well which is really nice rather than sort of other like weird non-consensual 
Disney man kisses have happened. Yeah, it's there's some. Really uh, lovely. Disney's history has some problematic kisses, and yeah, very. Speaking as a man who was who was raised on that, well, the first time I heard like, no, no, you should probably ask. I was like, wait, really? But every movie, huh? <laughs> what? Look at all these movies, though. Are you exactly. sure? Because I gotta check my reference material. No, you see right here that prince just like goes up to that sleeping lady and kisses her for like she didn't. Oh no, I see. Okay, hang on. Absolutely. No, yeah, I I, mm, I haven't seen this since I was six, and at the time I thought the trains should have faces. <laughs> so stupid children. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe I need to question my six-year-old judgment. Oh no. Yeah. Fuck. But stuff gets so ingrained into the culture, doesn't it? It's sort of oh, absolutely. And Which I'm, is why I think this is so lovely because mm. it's not, it's not, it's not shitting on um, wanting to be loved or have romantic relations or anything like that. Mm. It's just sort of, it's not popping them at the top of your list. Like your world and your self worth doesn't need to revolve around that. You can still be a hero and still be a sort of a successful, well-rounded, good human without that living at the center of your universe. But also the story was fundamentally not a love story about Anna finding uh, romantic love. It was a love story about a family trying to reconnect with one another after years of uh, effectively, I guess, trauma, really. Yes, absolutely. And having ways to live with it and move on with it as while each person deals with whatever the thing is in their own way. So having the thing that saves them be an act of sibling love is wonderful, Mm. I think. Yeah, and a lovely way to teach children to get on as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's, I mean, aside from the moralistic side, I just think as a as a way to finish this story about sibling uh, about family love, I think it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's it, very satisfying. I don't think it would have worked the other way. I think the other way would have if it's just like the she runs to Kristoff and then kisses him, and then Kristoff goes over and saves Elsa by punching Hans in the face. I think yeah. that has two problems. One of them is, look, the man fixed it. Mm. You know this story about strong women who've been in control of their own destinies this whole time? Right, well, right at the end, they still needed a man <laughs> to fix it. Yeah, psych, you thought. Right? But, yeah. but be- uh, this is, speaks to like my whole life of watching movies and having them be like, no, 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 the man fixes it. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I guess that's my job then. Mm. That's what I, That's what movies have told me. So, yeah, and I mean, sorry. but the, but that I think, sorry, con- contributes sort of what you were saying. That um, contributes to Kristoff's character as mm, well. Like mm. it, it, it makes him so lovely and so endearing, even if he's not the center of the narrative. Doesn't mean he's like bumbly. He's not a. He's not an enemy. He's oh, yeah. not the villain. He's still sweet and helpful and clever and brave and bold. But mm. he just isn't the star. He is that sort of uh, sci-fi competent man in a lot of ways but as you say you can be that kind of good and competent and classically masculine strong man and still be like respectful of the women in your life and this is a it's a lovely i like Kristoff a lot more than i like prince charming because he was just like a vehicle for people to be like isn't he dreamy is he yeah that's that's a non-man his character trait is being a prince yeah, it's yeah, exactly. You want to talk it's like not, you know one-dimensional characters. Yeah, but also, I mean, I think um, 
it, that character as well was set up. We understand why he was being a dick. He wasn't just a dick for being a dick's mm. sake. He was like, you know, he was ambitious and, you know, had a massive rivalry with his brothers mm. and wanted to be in control, but he's 12th in line. So he's going to do anything he can mm. because he's, you know, been bullied when he was growing up and shit like that. You know, you get, you understand yeah. why. Yeah, the, his... Uh, his villainy is not from what he wants it's how he goes about getting it yeah absolutely so it's uh i i this movie makes me so happy <laughs> it makes me so happy good paul i ad- yeah i admit uh over the years i've been annoyed by the just thousands of times i've had to listen to let it go in like shopping malls and shit but in context uh, of the movie i'm like okay i totally get this and this is yeah uh, forget Disney movie. This is, I think, one of my favorite operas. Yeah, I think it's fair to it's... say. I think this is my up there with uh, with Magic Flute. I'd say. Oh, that's really cool. In terms of story I mean, it, structure, it, it yeah. does really have. It really does have everything. <laughs> everything that you could want. It's got like um, a, a love story. It's got sort of. Um, a character in turmoil it's got sort of a broken family relationship there there are high stakes mm. um it's got a, like a town in trouble they have a, a comic sidekick it's like a brilliant sort of dialogue oh and, yeah uh, um i feel like they gave comedy. a bit too much time to olaf personally because i'm just not oh i don't know to, to me the it sort of distracted a little bit from the from the emotional center of the film but it was more fun with him so i guess i'm also not mm. mad at it Yeah, I'm. I'm going for. I'm going for fun with. Oh yeah, with Olaf, like that. Just having that presence there, and also I think Josh Gad is just such a um, like a, a playful actor anyway, and mm. has such an understanding of of like. Oh yeah, we should say the acting. I mean, as an actor yourself, what, oh, is I... there like a standout performance in here to you? I mean, I I think it's all fantastic, and I think mm. what was really lovely to see as well is that they. They looked outside the box. They didn't just cast um, like Hollywood A-listers. Mm. They 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 got Broadway stars. Kristen Bell is fantastic, mm. um, and she's known for a lot of her like TV and movie stuff. But then you've got Idina Menzel. Uh, Kristen Bell here playing uh, which one? Anna. Anna, got it. Thank you. Anna. But you've got Idina Menzel who played Elsa. Mm. We have Jonathan Groff who was um, uh, made his star on Broadway uh, playing Kristoff. Got Josh Gad. Um, playing Olaf we've got um who was now who was the guy who played Hans as well Santa San... I've got his name somewhere he's very good mm-hmm. uh Santino Fontana oh, okay. he was again a, a Broadway star and I think that is is lovely to see as well because they bring something a little bit different and that means that the acting through the song is is good and it, it kind of carries through rather than being a bit stilted and mm. everything um, I think it was cracking casting, man. Mm, um, just overall, I think Josh Gad is the MVP for me. Uh, Josh Gad was again just, the the Christoph. Olaf. Olaf, yeah. Olaf. Uh, yeah. He was very good. Uh, it, to me, it it was like a really, really good uh, stand up set from him. Yeah. It was like listening to someone's conversation at a stand up club and then occasionally hearing a punchline, right? I, yeah, like to to me, he is like the. If I was going to put this in Shakespeare terms, it was like the, he was the feste of it. So he's talking his 
dialogue is for us. I see what you mean. He's like a way in. So it's not so much to propel the plot or anything. He's the guy who gives sort of the social commentary and and sort of the asides with a a wink and a nudge to the audience. You know what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I, I guess I'm sort of a plot forward kind of guy. I really like a plot that makes sense first. And anything that makes the plot happen is something I'm interested in. So that sort of character doesn't immediately appeal to me for like structural reasons, but I did like Olaf. I see, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the the only other thing I have really to say about it is, uh, I mean, first of all, Anna and Kristoff's um, chemistry on screen was oh, the gorgeous. standout to me, but also yeah. the sort of the very subtle ways that Anna and Elsa would. Uh, communicate with one another at various points in the film and how that changed. I think that's probably, that to me is very subtle and very lovely, the way that the actors were able to play on each other so well. I wonder if they were ever recording in the same space at the same time. I think, I think they were. Oh, good. I think they must've been. It's the best way Um, to do it if you can. I, I agree with you. um, Especially about sort of Anna and Kristoff's interactions. Mm. It's like, it's just really good rom-com dialogue. Mm. It really is. I believe them as a couple. I really do. In a way yeah. that I did not believe, uh, excuse me, I, I did not believe her, uh, I didn't believe her attraction to Hans outside of like, I'm a teenage girl and this guy's hot. Sure. So that's, I guess maybe that's where I was like, I don't know, this feels weird. And it's, I'm also yeah. totally on Team Elsa here going like, you are not marrying a man you've met today. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. You're literally Very going. reasonable reaction. You are literally going to jump in bed with the first man you see. Fuck that. <laughs> Stop. But also it's weird in a way because she's just like, I like that one. Bring him to me. Like, All right. <laughs> I will marry it. So I don't know. It's uh, the only sort of last note I had on this is the whole thing feels so genuinely Scandinavian. Uh, I've spent a bit of time in Sweden and Norway, and uh, it's just everything about this reminds me of the kind of feeling I get from being there. And I love being there and I want to go back. And like a couple of times in the film, I was like, I know exactly where I can find a church that looks like that. Or I, you know, there's a little place I take Fika at... um, in Stockholm that reminds me of this place. And oh man, it's so lovely. Oh, lovely. So, oh, uh, you know Fika, by the way, or? I do. Yeah, I had a, I had two Swedish um, friends mm. who used to live with my boyfriend. Mm. So we used to do Fika quite a lot. We used to. It's four o'clock. Go and get our cream Stop bed. everything. Coffee and a pastry. <laughs> yes. And that's the kind of ethos that I'm here for. I have started doing that just in my own life. And it's so lovely. It's a beautiful way to live. Yeah, though I fear, sort of really fulfilling. Though I fear Lovely. that my Gallic side is also like, so lunch takes two hours, and then you have fika, <laughs> and then you have, yes. you know, you have to prepare supper for at least four hours, and then have a nice chat and two bottles of wine each, and like, uh, if you do that every day, you're like, okay, uh, when am I going to do my shit? When am I going to work? <laughs> I spent the whole day preparing food. It's like living like a little hobbit. It's lovely. <laughs> it's uh, actually a lot of how I've been spending lockdown. I learned how to bake bread. Good. Yeah. I, oh, I'm glad. That's so wholesome. Yeah, I messed up my bread yesterday, so, you know, my today is not great, but, uh, no, you know. don't worry about it, That's man. okay. I'm practicing. Too high hydration. Your bread will rise another day. It will, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, do you have questions about my experience with the movie, or do you have other notes that we weren't able to get to? 
I am uh, Paul. I'm just thrilled that you liked it because I think I think often people are like, "No, it's Disney. I'm not gonna like it." But at its heart, it is just such an entertaining, like heartwarming film. Do people so really think that like it's a Disney movie? I, therefore, I won't yeah. like it. Oh my god, yeah. Huh. The amount of people I've had to be like, "No, sit down, watch it." I guess just enjoy it. I guess what is my expectation of this? film made for seven-year-old girls and their mothers right like that's maybe what is my expectation of this film and if i go into it going like oh it's a, it's a good kids movie and it means a lot to a lot of people who grew up with it yeah that's all right yeah yeah great. and uh you know let's remember if you were like a six or seven year old girl in 2013 you're now in your mid-teens right so absolutely it's uh you know we're i think it's it i think it's such a lovely film i would be happy to i have a, a goddaughter who is uh not quite four years old so therefore she calls it i am three to four i am not three chill out <laughs> so uh, <laughs> i'm three to four I'm three chill. to four and then once i'm, I'm only going to be four for like one day after that i'm going to be four to five all right exactly that's her idea i love it it's wonderful but uh this is the kind of movie that uh she's being brought up on this and moana and uh you know whatever whatever classic disney had as problematic elements back in the day i think uh the people who are currently directing and making the films i think they got their heads on straight for the most part and i'd be happy to show this film there's a real effort to there's yeah there's a real effort there to sort of um I mean, it's still not perfect, but it's mm. but it's a start to try and just challenge our mm. traditional format. Yeah, maybe. I, this is also part of the joy to me of doing this show because people will occasionally be like, oh my God, you haven't seen this? This was formational for me as a kid. And I'm like, well, it might surprise <laughs> you to know that I am from a very different kind of place. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't see this at all and I don't understand this. So uh, in the previous episode, my good friend Rachel came on the show and had me watch Human Traffic, which, right. uh, have you seen that? No. Oh, uh, mm, not sure. I'll listen to the, uh, don't listen to the episode before you've seen it because you, this is okay. ultra spoilers in spoilers. the show, right? Mm-hmm. The scene by scene, uh, yeah, yes, the scene by scene breakdown is a spoilery show. <laughs> but, uh, uh-huh. again, it's all these films that give me a different perspective on things that I wouldn't have understood otherwise. And I think that's yeah. part of the power of storytelling in general, but, uh, but film in particular is you, I can really see things through another person's eyes as they've presented it to me with the lens. Mm. And I love that. So Yeah. And uh and and of course a, the next as a woman who's sorry, go ahead. Sorry, as a woman who's worked many years as a children's party entertainer. Oh my god, how many <laughs> I times? I sort of it's a bit of a baptism for too many. How many times too, with this song? So, oh goodness. Um it's in its hundreds, I'm sure. Oof. That's uh Oy. you're really taking one for the team there. Absolutely. This song has been on repeat every place. <laughs> I guarantee you. It plays when I close my eyes. Oh my god. It's uh yeah, I think that's the episode. I that's sort of everything that I wanted to say about it. Uh is there anything else else you want to say about it? I think I've ex- I've, I've exhausted everything Hooray. I can. I'm, I'm leaving feeling lovely. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for having me watch this movie. I've really enjoyed it and I think it's uh I think it's a, I don't know if it's making my top ever, but I like it a lot and I'm super happy that I saw it. And man, this is, I understand what everyone was going on about for the last seven years now. Oh, absolutely. So thank you for potting with me and thank you audience for listening. And uh, remember, we have a Patreon now, which you can find at one for Paul. 
That's to say, patreon.com slash one for Paul. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at one for Paul. And, uh, oh, I should ask you if you have anything to plug yourself. Um, any of your own any projects, etc. Casting directors watching or listening, just give a girl a fucking break. I'm joking. It's fine. I'm fine. I do nothing. It's all right. No? Okay. Well, no. you are you are this super <laughs> talented voice actor who I met uh, at, while we were performing together on a radio play. And uh, That's true. I'll, I'll vouch for it. You are a very impressive actor. And like He's every day I was in the cool. studio with you, I was like, man, I got to work harder shit. <laughs> I got to keep up. <laughs> That's very kind. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so for much. real, if there's anyone casting directors listening, I would encourage you to, uh, do you have a portfolio website? What, what do we, where do we find your stuff? You can, you can find me on Spotlight. Eleanor Walsh on Spotlight. Eleanor Walsh on Spotlight. Perfect. Uh, well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for being part of the episode and we'll catch you thank next you, time. Thank you, Paul. Catch you next time. Bye now. Elsa is a hot mama. If you swoon, let me know and I'll catch you. Right! Oh my god.